Well, let me come on to today's message. And it's going to be shorter than usual as we have some other really important on Psalm 1, which mirrors much of this passage in Ezekiel 47. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. That's encouraging. And then the next thing that happened, I think it was the following week, actually, was I was involved with an online uh, RM leaders meeting. And Mike Betts, who leads the Relational Mission family, spoke to us from, guess what, Ezekiel chapter 47. And I, at that point, concluded very clearly God was confirming the rightness of this particular passage as the basis for our message today. So let's jump in and we'll read, first of all, I'll read to you from Ezekiel chapter 47 and verses 1 to 12. In my vision, this is a description of a vision that the prophet Ezekiel had. In my vision, the man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar on its south side. The man brought me outside the wall through the north gate and led me around to the eastern entrance. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. Measuring as he went, he took me along the stream for 530 metres and then led me across. The water was up to my ankles." He measured off another 530 metres and led me across again. This time the water was up to my knees. After another 530 metres, it was up to my waist. Then he measured another 530 metres and the river was too deep to walk across. It was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. He asked me, have you been watching, son of man? Then he led me back along the riverbank. When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides of the river. Then he said to me, This river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There will be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea, for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Fishermen will stand along the shores of the Dead Sea. All the way from Engedi to Eneglaim, the shores will be covered with nets drying in the sun. Fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean. But the marshes and swamps will not be purified, they will still be salty. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. That's the verse that relates to the psalm that was given to me. There will be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for healing. Wow. It's uh, an exciting passage for us to look at today. And as we do so, I want to remind you of a number of things. First of all, that this passage was a prophetic foundational passage for us as a church going back many years ago now. God spoke to us so clearly. It speaks of the river of God. It speaks of the presence of God encompassed within the temple of God, but then this river of life flowing out from the presence of God and bringing blessing and life wherever it flows. We have a remarkable physical confirmation of this aspect of God's call upon us as the community church here based in Bishop Stortford, which when we opened up this carriage centre, 
and we wanted to put a baptistry, which is right in front of me here, it was where I'm standing, we discovered a well, which we did not know was there, and living water flowing right underneath the carriage centre down into the river Stort. A physical confirmation, I believe, of this prophetic call that God has upon us as his people to be a place of residential anointing, a place where God's presence is known amongst his people and from which his blessing flows to the region around. His presence is within us wherever we go 24-7 and his, because we are personally temples of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that. His presence is also known amongst us when we gather together, which of course we can't right now, but we will be back during this year at some point. We will be back. I want to bring two main points out of this passage today. The first is very simple. The first is this. He brought me back. He brought me back. Verse 1. He brought him back in his vision to the entrance to the temple. In other words, to the very place from which one enters into the presence of God, as his presence was known to dwell amongst his people within the temple, particularly in Ezekiel's time. What's God saying to us through this? I believe he's saying, remember the source of your life and return to the source of your life, which is, of course, God himself. God himself. He's calling us back. In verse 6, the prophet hears those words, are you watching, son of man? Do you see this, son of man, in another version? In other words, are you paying attention? Do you understand what this is about? It feels like God wants to underline to us today this prophetic call that he gives to you, which is to say, come back. Come to the entrance to my temple. Come into my presence because we don't have to stop at the entrance. We know that the, the way is open right into the holiest of holies, the very presence of God. The temple curtain was torn in two when Jesus died on the cross. The entrance is open and he invites us to come back, to come back to him, to be those who walk with him through this year in a very special way. You know, Jerusalem was actually a riverless city. And so when the psalmist declared, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the only city, the only river it could have been referring to is the river of God, the spiritual river, because there was no physical river in Jerusalem. It was a very unusual major city from that perspective. And this river that Ezekiel prophesied about, that the psalmist declared, Jesus then delivered. John chapter 7, he stands up in the temple courts and says, whoever is thirsty, come to me, and streams of living water will flow from within you. By this he meant the Holy Spirit, the writer of the gospel goes on to say. And this river is established forever. Revelation 22, you can read about a river with the water of life flowing from the throne of God and from the Lamb. So this river was, comes from the throne of God, but it was bought with a price of the blood of Jesus. That's what we're being reminded about when he's referred to as the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Lamb that Isaiah prophesied about and that Jesus lived out when he died on the cross. So he brought me back. God is calling us back to the place of his presence, to the source of your life. 
my daughter and her husband have just bought an electric car. And of course, one of the things they have to do is to plug it in at home every time they come back. I thought that was a great little reminder for us, a little illustration, to get plugged in to our source of life when we're home with God, whether it be in our physical home or at home with him at any other time. We are always at home with him, but keep plugging in. I think that's what he's saying to us. Streams of living water will flow from within you. Jesus promised it. In e-news, where you'll find devotional materials and suggestions and practical ways, things that you might like to use to help you as you connect with God through this year. Did you notice in the psalm that I quoted that it said, whose streams the river of God, whose streams make glad the city of God. Now, as we spend time with God, our Heavenly Father, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit, he makes us glad. It's a good thing, an encouraging thing to do. Let me encourage you to talk with him, to sit with him, to read his word, to sing to him, to receive him, to walk with him. Let's be intentionally pursuers of his presence through this year. It may be that you're listening or watching and you're thinking, well, actually, I've never consciously and deliberately come to the presence of God never in my never in your whole life you might never have done that if that's you I want to encourage you that he's he's waiting with open arms to receive you we would love to help you on that journey if you'd like to contact us through the website somebody will get back to you we'll get in touch with you we help you in any way we can on that journey if you know a member of the church you know another Christian then you could ask them of course And they'll be pleased to help you. So he brought me back. Second point, final point, he brought me out. Did you notice that? He brought, in his vision, he brought him back to the entrance of the temple, but then he brought him out. And then he describes the way this river flows and gets deeper and deeper the further it flows. And that's the first thing to notice about this. The farther from the temple the river flows, the deeper the stronger, the more powerful the river becomes. What does that suggest to us? Well, certainly from the description that Ezekiel's vision gives of what happens in this vision, where there is life flowing wherever it goes there, there's fish, there are going to be swarms of living creatures, there's fish, there are fishermen, which depicts in Scripture salvation and gospel and faith and people coming to know God for the first time. It brings healing, it brings the leaves of healing to the nations. It's all about the power of the gospel. It's about the gospel and the kingdom of God going out and reaching people who need it. Where there's death, it brings life. Spiritual death, it brings people to life. There's more power in mission, even than there is in our meetings. It's like the further away from the place of meeting, the more powerful the river becomes. God's with us as we seek to reach to people who don't yet know him. And then the second thing about the river to notice is that it becomes uncontrollable. To begin with, it's it's just kind of knee deep, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and so on. Then it becomes a river that you you just can't cross. If you're going to be in the river, you've just got to swim. And even then, you're going to get carried away by it. God's encouraging us 
to entrust ourselves to his spirit. To be those who are willing to go into the deep waters of his, of his spirit. And to say, Jesus, I trust you that your river of life will take me where you want to take me and how you want to take me. I'm not going to drown in it because you're with me. You're caring for me. You're sustaining me. You're supporting me. Let's entrust ourselves to this river of God's spirit. And then thirdly, about the river, it brings life wherever it flows. What an exciting phrase. It brings life wherever it flows. There's salvation, there's healing, and so on. And the leaves never wither. Did you notice that? And every month the trees bear fruit. This is a supernatural river that's bringing supernatural life to us, his people. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine called Grantley, who has a significant prophetic gift, prophesied to me in a meeting. And he said this. I remembered it just the other day. The day is coming. That seems like any other day. But I see you going to open your front door and discovering a river has arrived. I'm encouraged as I prepared this message and speaking to you now to be coming back to God saying, Lord, let the river arrive. Your river's already here. His river's already with us. Of course it is. But actually there was a dimension to that prophetic encouragement to this word that I think God's bringing to us today, which is there is a much greater river. There is a much greater strength. There is a much greater power of the river of God to come that we expect and wait for and pray for and look for. Let me remind you as we come towards a close of some of the prophetic promises, just a few that we live with, that God has given to us as a people together. To raise up a Joel army of young people. To broadcast the seed of the gospel. To reach the region around us, like the church in Thessalonica was called to do. As it became a model church, the Lord's message rang out from you. To touch nations right here and over there. To bring God's thumbprint into other places and other nations. And to make disciples who make disciples, as Jesus instructed in Matthew 28. Many things that God has called us to is working out and will continue to work out. Because his purposes will not be thwarted by a pandemic. His purposes will not be thwarted by anything. He will have his way in the end. And I'm absolutely trusting him for that. And I want to encourage us all to be doing the same. So, return to the river. He brought me back and he brought me out. That's a lot of what this reset is about, that God has been speaking to us about through 2020. So let me ask you a couple of questions as, as I finish. The first is this. How is he calling you back to his presence? What does that look like for you? What might, might that look like for you? What practical decisions and steps do you want to make as you respond to this call to come back to the entrance, to the temple, to the very presence of Almighty God? What will that look like for you? The second question is, how is he calling you out? In these 
days of pandemic, it's more difficult to work that out. And so I want to encourage us to think of it in two ways. First of all, during this pandemic season, and I know for Andrew and I, that particularly looks like spending as much time as we can in talking with neighbours and friends around us who we do see at a distance. But God is opening up many more opportunities than we ever had before. And I see his hand at work in that. How is he taking you out during this season? But then also to be asking him to be speaking to us and directing us for beyond this pandemic season. What is that going to look like for you? How is he calling you out into the community to be involved and engaged in people's lives and in society around us? and helping people, serving them, and also helping them to come to know Jesus. What does that look like for you? And then thirdly, a question for us all together. How does what we do together take us out? And for some of the things that we're engaged with, such as thirst, such as street pastors, such as treasure chest and bumps and babies, there are obvious ways in which we're connecting with people who are outside of us, outside of our church community. But even for those areas, it would be good to ask God, how can we be more effective? And I would challenge you who evolved in leadership in those things to be asking God that question. How can we be more effective in bringing that river of life that flows to others around us? And then for others involved in other areas of church life that might not be so obviously outward looking things, including our small groups. Let's, let me challenge you, leaders in small groups and any other ministries in the church that are on, maybe on hold at the moment, but can come back on stream during the year. Let's be asking God, how does what we do together take us out? Because he's calling us not only to be scattered servants as individuals, but also to be working together in bringing the gospel and the life of God to those around us. So there are some quite challenging, I hope, questions for you to be thinking about and deciding what your response is going to be. Go and make disciples of all nations, Jesus said. Disciples who make disciples, that's, that's what we do. That's the essence of who God's called us to be together. Shall we pray? Why don't you close your eyes wherever you are and let me lead you in prayer. And first of all, give you an opportunity just to respond to God and to be talking to him about what he's been saying to you today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will be writing your word on our hearts. That what you're speaking to us about today will be written on our hearts right now. And Lord, I pray that you will draw response from us, that we will be a responsive people. I pray that you will give us insight. I pray that you'll lead us to talk to others who can help us. What does it look like to come back to you what does it look like to be called out what does it look like for us as a group or as a church Lord be speaking to us I pray my closing challenge to you I think would be this will you decide who you could talk to about your response to this message somebody you can you can share with and say actually how can I draw closer to God through this coming year? Can, I, can we talk about that together? 
How can I be more effective? How can I spend more time, reach out more to people around me? Can we talk about that together? Because as we talk about these things together, God will help us and give us insight and encouragement on our journeys. God bless you. I hope that you have a really, really good week and good year. And you will know his hand on you as we do also look forward one day to being back meeting together. Trust that that will come in the year.